0: Awesome, man. Look at y'all, man. Y'all look good today. I'm telling you what, man. This is awesome. This is awesome, man. I've never preached in here before. Let's see how it goes. So, um, hey, uh, hey, a couple things that I want to say right now before I forget. I've been told several uh times, several times, Mark, when you get up there, tell people that when they're leaving to have patience and take your time. All right? The parking lot is completely Full, And so you can hang out a little bit, get a cup of coffee, order something at the coffee bar. We don't make it, but you can order it, and we'll just look at you. And, um, I mean, you can order whatever. and uh, But just hang out, check out the kids' rooms, you know, walk around if you haven't seen the building. Um, But if everybody gets in their car and tries to leave as soon as possible, we'll probably have to have church immediately again because y'all are going to sin like crazy. And so, don't do that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, man. So, uh, but uh, I do, um, I do want to uh, thank. Um, I do want to say a special word of thanks to uh, Dickie Bernardsdale and his crew and his men. This is they, they. They did all this work, and and man, absolutely, absolutely, man, absolutely, absolutely. We can stand up, and you ought to thank them for everything they've done. And um, he's looking at me like, Mark, you didn't tell me you was going to do that. I didn't because you told me not to. And so, uh, but, but, but Dickie and his crew, they have just been so gracious and just over the top with what they've done uh, here. And it's just we're just so thankful to God for you and for your, uh, just all your guys and all the work that they did. Just, just, it's just unbelievable um, the work that they've done. What uh, if, you, if you were here when we did, uh, about three years ago, we did the building dedication for this place. We bought it and we brought everybody up here. I mean, this place looked like straight out of The Walking Dead. And uh, people, were, people came up to me that day, you're gonna have church here? And uh, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And I had no idea what I'm talking about. And uh, so, but, uh, but this is um, this is more than we could ask or imagine. And so, man, this is a big deal. Um, that uh, to to be a part of this today, and so uh, I do want to say really quick, if you're like, man, it's, it's really crowded in here right now. Um, at, well, I want to say that next week is Easter, all right. And uh, what we're doing next week is we're having two services, nine thirty and eleven, all right. So na- Easter next week is nine thirty and eleven. Uh, you, they're they're identical services. So it's not, one's not different than the other one or anything like that. You can pick which one, and the way that we say it around here is, Mark, which one should I go to? You should go to the ones that you're, the one that your friends will go to, all right? So take, all over the lobby out there, there are these invite cards. It's got an invite to today on it, but the good thing about that invite, there's a map right here to our building, but there are invites to Easter next Sunday all over there. Take them and give them to everybody uh, that you live around, everybody you work with, everybody at your school there, everywhere. Let's give these out uh, this week and spread the word. There's a lot of stuff going to go out on social media, but next week is 9.30 or 11. So there's an opportunity uh, to pick one. and, uh, and, and, And again, Whichever one you pick, you're not gonna miss anything. So next week is two services, 9:30 and 11, Easter Sunday, come to church on Easter. Look at the, the person next to you and say, come to church next Sunday. It's Easter, y'all, it's Easter, so come to church next Sunday on Easter. Hey, if you got a Bible, I just wanna look at one verse with you today. I want you to open up your Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter five, all right? 1 Thessalonians chapter five, Verse 24. That's the only verse uh, we're going to be in today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. Turn it on your phone, turn it on, uh, open up your Bible. If you don't have either one of those it's on uh, our screens here, uh, you can see it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24 is where we're going to be at today. I want to uh, man, I just want to I just want to share with you a little bit about what God has uh, really laid on my heart, been doing in my life leading up to this day, leading up to this process, leading up to this opening of the building. And uh, this is a promise from God that God has used in my life over the past uh, year, year and a half, two years, uh, uh, just in profound ways in part of this process of 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 uh, getting our church to the place where we actually have a church building. And so I just love this promise. I wanna read it. Uh, This is our one verse that we're gonna be in for today. 1 Thessalonians chapter five, verse 24 says, he who calls you is what? Faithful. He will surely do it. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. See, this is, this is a promise from God, Summit, and, and the power in a promise, it really hangs on the person that makes the promise, doesn't it? It really hangs on whether or not they can back up or deliver on their promise. If I come up to you today in the lobby and I say, and I promise you a million dollars, joke's on you, I ain't got it, right? I mean, I, I, can't, I can't follow through with that promise. I can't make good on that promise. God follows through on every promise, God makes good on every promise. It doesn't matter what you have been in and what your situation is now. Every promise of God rings true because nothing is impossible with God. And even above that, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, says no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So every promise of God is true because man, when Jesus was on the cross and when he came back to life three days later, and we celebrate that next weekend on Easter, but when we remember the finished work of Jesus, Jesus on the cross didn't only pay for our sin and our salvation so that we could know God, Jesus bought with his blood every promise of God. So what that means, you can build your life on the promises of God. You can can build your whole life, all of your family and all of your hopes and your future, you can build everything on the promises of God. And then just over the past year or so, God has used this promise, 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, he who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. God has just used that promise in my life and in our church behind the scenes in profound ways, because listen to me, there are times in your life when you need a tailor-made promise from God for your situation and what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are certain times, listen, Mark, don't we need every promise of God? Absolutely, absolutely. You and I, we need every promise of God, but listen to me, there are certain times when you need a specific promise from God that just seems to supernaturally speak into exactly the situation that you're going in at that moment. So so maybe your situation, maybe whatever you're going through, you're afraid and a promise from God is Joshua 1.9 where God says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's a promise in the middle of your fear and and God's promises are tailor-made for your situation. I'm just telling you, there have been times, there have been times where, where over the past year and over the, uh, the process of getting into this building, there have been times where we didn't know if we were going to be able to make it. And then the very day, the very day when we were like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to move forward, God would provide. God would step in. Something would shift. Something would move. I mean, the very same day, there were conversations. Oh man, what are we gonna do? And then we would get a phone call. Something would happen. We would get an email or a Facebook message. Somebody would step up. And God, who calls, we've just seen it over and over, is faithful and he will do it. See, when we talk about the faithfulness of God, what we mean is that God is trustworthy, means that God is always on time. It means that God is consistent. It means that you can just rest your head on God because God is faithful. I'll give you a great verse about the faithfulness of God. Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight, I love this verse. Let's all read this together. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. See, Jesus was the same yesterday, and so, so because Jesus was faithful yesterday, we know Jesus will be faithful today, and we know Jesus will be faithful tomorrow because Jesus was faithful yesterday. See, God never changes, and so the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of God, you can think of it this way, it's like a pillow. Does anybody anybody in the room have their pillow? You know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. You have your pillow, right? I didn't understand that at all. I didn't understand that at all until till about a year ago. I always thought it was weird. We're like, I would go somewhere with people, like maybe to a hotel. We were going out of town, going to stay in a hotel, and they would bring a pillow. I'm like, bro, why you got a pillow? The hotel has a pillow. I've checked. And they'll say this, yeah, but they ain't got my pillow. I'm like, your pillow? I didn't that, that didn't, that didn't make any sense to me. That was weird. And then I did something last year I'd never done before in my life. I went pillow shopping. Because I needed a pillow. I needed a pillow. The pillow I was using, it wouldn't really give me support. I got a big, huge head. And so I needed something that's really going to work because my pillow's got to do some work. I got a big head. And so I wanted something that that was going to give me some support, but firm, not too firm. You know what I'm saying? And I bought my pillow. I almost brought it today to show it to you. All right. I I bought my, and now every time I lay down, every time I go to sleep, I need to have my pillow. Pillow. But listen, the faithfulness of God isn't something you can just rest your head on. The faithfulness of God is something you can rest your life on, your whole life. There's at least three things that I want us to see very quickly, three things I want us to see about the faithfulness of God in 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. And these are true for everybody. Maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian and you're like, man, I wish I could trust the faithfulness of God. Listen in, because these can be true about you in your life today. The first thing that we need to see from this verse is that God has a calling for you. You know that God has a calling for you in the verse, verse 24. He who calls you, God has a calling for you. Listen, God doesn't save us just to get us out of hell. Listen, God doesn't save us simply from something. God saves us for something. You're saying? God doesn't just save us, sent Jesus to die and come back to life so that we don't have to go to hell after we die. No, Jesus doesn't just save us from something. He saves us for something God has a calling for your life maybe the calling of God is that you're going to start a business in this town maybe the calling of God is that God wants you to start a Bible study in your school if you're married God's called you to that marriage you've got kids God's called you to be the spiritual leader of your home every single one of us in the room we've got a calling from God but here's what, a lot of times what happens when we think about the calling of God on our lives, a lot of times we can miss the forest for the trees. Because when we think about the calling of God in our lives, what we think about is this. We think, what does God want me to do five years from now? What does God want me to do 10 years from now? And listen, you need to ask those questions. Those are really good questions. What does God want me to do a year from now or I'm getting out of high school or there's a major life change about to come up? What's, What's God want me to do in six months? You need to ask those questions. But can I give you a different question, maybe even a more important question? It's this. What is God calling me to do today? Right, because I'm not six months down the road yet. I'm not five years is five years. What does God want me to do today? What is God calling us to do today? And God is calling all of us to follow Jesus God's calling all of us to follow Jesus, to to every single day to say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Jesus, I wanna live for you. Jesus, use me today. Jesus, change me. God's calling all of us to follow Jesus. And listen, can I just tell you Can I just tell you that what I've seen and experienced, and I think from the word of God, is that if you will follow Jesus daily, everything that you're looking for five years from now, if you will follow Jesus and walk through every door he opens and say yes to every calling that God puts on your life, all of those other things work out. If you will be faithful in the small things, God will be faithful in the big things. God's got a calling for your life. The second thing we gotta see is that God's faithfulness shines in the dark. God's faithfulness Shines in the dark. See, this sounds like a really happy uh, verse, doesn't it? Right? He who calls you is faithful, he will do it. But see, we got to put this verse in context. The context of this verse is Paul is writing to a church, the church of Thessalonica, and they are being persecuted, they're suffering. And so Paul is talking to them about the faithfulness of God when they're suffering, when they're hurting, when some of them might be even, even be killed, they're being persecuted, God's faithfulness. He's talking about the faithfulness of God in dark times. Listen to me, listen to me. A lot of times for God to bring us through our, to our breakthrough, God's gotta bring us to our breaking point. God's gotta bring us to a breaking point before he brings us to a breakthrough. See, here's what God likes to do, I think. I think that God likes to get you and I to the place where our heads are just above water. God likes to see you sweat. See, some of y'all are fanning yourself because it's hot in here, right? Get all these people in a room, there's body heat. Some of you are smelling something, it's your neighbor. And um, God likes to see you sweat. Did you know that? Not like physically sweat, but see, we're talking about the faithfulness of God. If you've got all your life planned out and you've got enough saved for the next 100 years, you don't have enough, you don't, you don't, you simply have, you haven't just saved up for a rainy day, bro, you've saved up for a zombie invasion, all right? If you've got everything planned out, you've always got a backup plan, then listen, you don't need God to be faithful because you've got it all handled on your own. But God likes to bring us to where our heads a lot of times are just above water, Last week, we actually saw that in the text. Remember Joshua 3? They're crossing the Jordan, and and instead of God splitting the Jordan when they're a couple of miles away from it, what does he say? He says, the first people who were the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, what did he tell them? Anybody remember? Get in there. Get in that thing. I want to see you sweat. Jesus' moment of sweating, Jesus' moment like that, was in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know that story if you've got a church background. It's the night before Jesus is crucified, and Jesus is is so overwhelmed with what's ahead of him. What's he do? He sweats drops of blood. And Jesus prays, God, if there's another way, make that happen. But not my will, your will. Jesus, when he teaches the disciples and you and I how to pray, what does he say? He says, he says, and when you pray, pray this way. And then there's a part in the Lord's Prayer that we all know it says this. Give us this day our daily bread. You know what he's saying when he teaches us to pray that? He's saying, I want you to depend on the faithfulness of God today. See, we don't like that, do we? We want what God's going to give us for the next 30 years, don't we? Right, so we don't want to sweat. God, give me what I need for the next couple decades. God says, no, 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 I'll give you what you need today. What about tomorrow? Tomorrow's not even there yet. You don't even know if you're gonna be there tomorrow. I'll give you what you need today and you can learn to trust me today. God's faithfulness shines in the dark. Man, you might be in the dark right now. Listen, do not, do not mistake darkness in your life for God's abandonment, of your life, God could be nearer to you right now in the darkness than he's ever been in your life because he wants you to learn that he is faithful. Right, right? And listen, when we talk about the call of God and following Jesus, when we talk about God's calling for our lives, listen, don't also make the mistake of thinking that just because God calls you to something, it's gonna be easy. Nothing God calls you to will ever be easy because if it was, you don't need him. This church has never been easy, right? It's not easy, it wasn't easy six years ago to start it. It's not easy today. Every calling of God on our lives, it will make us a little uncomfortable so that we can learn to trust him. Listen, God can call you to that marriage and that marriage is hard. Don't look at him and say amen, but you know I'm right. Just me and you, all right? God can call you to that job and that job is still a nightmare. Hello? Right? God can call you to something and it looks like God left you hanging out to dry and you're sitting there in the middle of it and you're thinking, God, where are you? And God's there the whole time. And because he's faithful, the one who calls is faithful and he'll do it. But God wants you to learn that he's faithful and sometimes we learn that best in the dark. And the last thing we gotta see is God is more invested in this than we are. God is in this more than we are. God is in this More than we are. You say, what's that mean? What's the this? What is the this that God is in more than we are? It's this. God is in our lives more than we are. God is invested in our callings more than we are. God is invested in our future and our families and where we're going. God is more invested in our lives and in our callings and in our future than even we are. I love what he says here. I just love the simplicity of the verse. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. See, this verse doesn't go the way way that I think it should go. Because I think it ought to go this way. He who calls you is faithful, so go do it. But that's not what it says. It says this. He who calls you is faithful, and what? Say it with me. He will surely do it. That doesn't make any sense. Because it would seem to work the other way. He who called you is faithful, man, so charge the hill, change the world, make it happen. But it doesn't say that. Instead, it says, he who calls you is faithful. See, listen, we've got responsibility. God's called you to that marriage you've got responsibility in that marriage God's, God's called you to maybe God's called you to something to take a step listen you've got responsibility in the call that God puts on our lives, but can I tell you that God is carrying the weight right? so you have responsibility. I remember when I was in college, I had a friend of mine and uh and and he just and he just came to a point where he was just obsessed with finding the girl that God had for him. That's all he talked about, right? All he talked about. I'd go to his dorm room, we'd hang out. Man, I gotta find this girl that God's got for me. I'm just praying for the woman that God has for me. Really, what was going on, he was desperate. And, um, but one day, one day he looked at me and he said, we were in Bible college, he said, he said, Mark, I just believe God's gonna bring the woman that he wants me to marry right to our dorm room. I just believe she's gonna walk right in here. I don't, I don't gotta do nothing. I said, bro, it's a guy's dorm only, bro. I don't know what's gonna come to your door. You better get out and talk to some people. You've got, you've got responsibility. But can I tell you, God is carrying the weight. We started this church in 2010 when God called us to start this, to leave where we were and to come back home to start this church in 2010. We had responsibility but one of the things we've known since day one, nobody is invested in this church more than Jesus. Nobody is. Nobody is more invested in this church or any church than Jesus. He bled for it, he died for it, came back to life for it. The church is his bride. We have responsibility. One of the things we say all the time, every Sunday before church, the band, we're always backstage praying, and a lot of times we'll pray, God is in this more than we are God is in this more than we are. So, so, so God, the one who calls, is faithful, and he is carrying the weight. So let's ask this one question, and then we're done. Let's get real practical at the end. How can we experience the, the faithfulness of God in our lives? How can you and I experience the faithfulness of God in our lives? Here's my answer, if you're taking notes. Write this down. You want to experience the faithfulness of God in your life, here's how. Say yes to God's call for your life. Say, Mark, that sounds just like a preacher, bro. That didn't make no sense. That didn't make no sense. That's that's just like a preacher to do that, to build it up and then crash it down. You want me to experience the faithfulness of God and I got to say yes to God's call for my life? What is God's call for my life? I don't even know. And, And here's... Here's the mistake that we can make when we think about what is God's call for our lives? What is God's call for our church? One of the mistakes that we make is when we think about God's call, like it's talking about the one who calls is faithful. When we think about God's call, a lot of times we think about something to do. But God, first and foremost, is thinking about a person he wants us to become. You understand? Something to do. God, called, give me something to do. And God says, I've got something for you to do. But first, I want to change you into a person that I want you to become. Jesus talked this way all the time. I think it's going to be on the screen. Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. It's not on screen. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Here's what that means. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Fishers of men, there's something to do. There's something to do, let's go out, we're gonna change the world, but it happens as you follow Jesus. And as he changes you, then God uses you and trusts you with a little bit of his glory and a little bit of things to do, but before we do anything for God, God wants to make us into different people. What is God calling all of us to do? To follow Jesus. God is calling every one of us to follow Jesus. The, the word for that that we use as a church is the word disciple. It, it's to be a follower of Jesus whose head is being transformed. Our hearts are being transformed. Our hands are being transformed. So we want to live in a different way. We are following Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Not, not know about him, but do you have an intimate relationship With Jesus Christ, where he talks to you and you talk to him. Do you know Jesus personally? And listen to me, I know that can sound weird. I know that can sound, to to, to have a relationship with God, man, that sounds real weird. But listen, can I tell you, can I tell you something? If you and I were made to be satisfied with money, then the richest people in the world would be satisfied and they're not. If you and I were made to have more stuff and more square footage and nicer cars and better cars and more and more things, then the people that we know who had the most stuff, they would be satisfied, and they would be the most fulfilled, and they're not. Why? Because you and I were made for God. That's it. You and I were made for God. Can I give you a promise from God? First Thessalonians 5:24 is a promise from God you can build your whole life on it can I give you another promise from God 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins to God God is faithful and he will forgive us all of our sins that is a promise from God Mark you don't know what I've done you don't know where I've been listen I don't God does and he loves you and today if you come to him you will not be rejected you will be welcomed home and you can be his son and his daughter if you say yes to Jesus. Or you might be here today and you are a Christian, but Jesus is just a Sunday-only reality. God is calling you to go to another level. I believe that God is calling you. If you're here today, Jesus is a Sunday-only reality. Mark, what can I do to experience the faithfulness of God? Here's why I would challenge you. Join and be active in a local church. If you're here, you should do this one. You should, you should use your gifts, talents, and abilities right here in this church. Listen to me. The people who have always experienced the faithfulness of God are God's people. The Israelites in the Old Testament, the church in the New Testament. You wanna link up your life to the faithfulness of God and where God is at work in the world, then link up your life and your family with the local church, the people of God. Not perfect, but loved by God, and God is at work showing his faithfulness in there. Listen, today, right after church, you can visit the Next Steps area, and I would love to tell you how you can get involved and engaged right here. In this church, you can let us know on the back of your connection card, but here's what I believe. I believe that God's got a calling for you, and it starts with following Jesus. Or you might be here, and God's given, given a very specific calling to your life. He wants you to start something, to do something, to make something happen, and maybe God's given you a vision and a passion for it. I don't know what the next step is for you, but here's what I know the one who calls is faithful, and he will do it. Let's pray. Let's pray today. God, I thank you so much for today. This is a sign of your faithfulness. This is a sign of your goodness. God, that we don't deserve. And Father, we give you all glory, God, for getting us to this place. And Father, I pray for every person that's that's in this room right now. God, I believe with everything in me that you have a calling for all of us. And that calling begins with following Jesus, with saying yes to Jesus. Maybe somebody needs to do that for the first time today. Maybe somebody needs to renew that commitment today. Maybe somebody needs to say, Jesus, here's my life. I want you to use my life right here in this church. God, I want you to use my life to to make a difference in this community, Jesus. I don't want you to be a Sunday one-hour thing. I want you to really be the Lord and Savior of my life. Here's my life today. God, there might be somebody here today and you've given a very clear, a very specific vision for what you want them to do. And God, I don't know what the next step is, but God, I pray that they would know in their heart of hearts that the one who calls is faithful and he will do it. With every head bowed, with every eyes, eye closed. You know, before God calls us to do anything, He calls us to be people. Fully surrender to Jesus Christ. Is that you today? Is that you today? This is not for me, this is just between you and the Lord. But I just find that when we make a movement in moments like this, it really speaks to our heart. It kind of drives something into the ground in our own heart and to say, hey, I made a commitment to God today. Hey, God did something in my life today. So if you're here in your seat and the cry of your heart is Jesus, I wanna follow you today. Jesus, I wanna follow you. Here's my life, use it. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand, put it up high in the air. Just to say, Jesus, I'm yours. There's hands going up all over. There's hands right there. There's hands right there. Just say, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm yours. There's another hand right there. Hands, another hand, several hands right over here to the side. God bless you. Amen. 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 Father, I I pray, God, for your people who are here today, Jesus, Christians, followers of you, that, Jesus, you would wake up inside of us such an, an undeniable hunger and thirst to follow you. To go hard after you, to seek you. You might be here today, and maybe right now, God is just speaking into your heart, and you know, Mark, I need to get some things, I need, I need to get on track in my relationship with God, but Mark, there's some things in my life that have gotten in the way. Would you pray for me about that, Mark? Would you pray? that I would have the courage to get some of those things out of my life. Mark, I want to get back on track with God, but Mark, some things have got to change in me. Would you just raise your hand right now so I can pray for you? Nobody's looking around. Hands are going up all over. Amen. Amen. All over this room, hands are going up. All over. Just Mark, some things you've got to give. Amen. 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 And you might be here today, and you have never given your life to Jesus. It starts with saying yes to him. It starts with saying, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. Do you need to do that? Do you need to surrender to Jesus for the very first time? If you need to do that, then don't let anything stop you from doing it. Don't let anything get in the way. This is your day. This is your moment. This is the moment of your salvation. And if you go to God right now, you will receive love, mercy, and grace. So if you need to say yes to Jesus today and give him your life for the first time, I just want you to pray this prayer with me today. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. I give my life to you right now for the first time. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me and coming back from the dead for me. I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, no one is looking around. No eyes are open. But if you just prayed that prayer to ask Jesus to come into your life and save you, I would love to just pray with you and encourage you today. If today you gave your life to Jesus for the very first time, would you just raise your hand right now so I can see it and just pray for you? Just put your hand high up in the air. Say, Mark, today I did that for the first time. I'm saying yes to Jesus today for the very first time. Raise your hand high. Amen. 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 There's a hand right over there. God bless you. Father, I thank you that the one who calls is faithful, and you will do it. God, we've got responsibility, but you carry the weight. You are in this more than we are. And God, whatever you have for us as a church, God, we want to say yes to it and follow you. And Father, I thank you for today. And God, I pray that next Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, that, Father, you would do great and glorious things. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Church, let's give God praise. Let's thank a faithful God for being faithful today, man. That's awesome, awesome. Now, here's what we're gonna do. Um, In your seat is a connection card. So go ahead, everybody grab those. We always take this time uh, where we're about to receive our offering. We ask everybody to go ahead and fill out those cards. So go ahead and fill those, fill those out. Go ahead and grab your cards, fill them out. We've got pins for you there. And, and here's, what I, here's what I would say to you. If you, today, any decision that you made today, let us know it on the back of that card. If you raise your hand to give your life to Jesus, let us know. If you want to serve and get involved and engage, check that box and, and let us know, all right? You can go ahead and put those, uh, put those decisions down. Any way we can pray for you, put those down. And then any preparations you need to make for our offering, you can go ahead. Our ushers are going to come and get in place now. Go ahead. Whoever's helping with that today, go ahead. You can get in place. You know, right now, right now we're going to receive our offering. And as we receive the offering, you can put your connection cards in those baskets as well. Um, But... You say, why, why do we do this? Why, why, why do we receive an offering every week? Mark, why should I be a part of this? Here's why. Because God inviting us to give back a portion of what he's given to us, giving it back to him, that's an invitation for you and I to experience the faithfulness of God. God, sa- God actually says, there's a book in the Bible called Malachi. It says, test me in this. Try me out. Watch. If you'll trust me with this area in the area of our finances and resources, then I will... Open the floodgates and show you blessing and favor and how how faithful I can be. So today, if you'll take that step, I believe God will bless you for it. And if you're like, where does my offering go? For the past six years, we've seen hundreds of lives change. We saw somebody even today take the step and say yes to Jesus for the very first time right here in this room. That's awesome. Right now, as we're here in Hazard, our other campus in Whitesburg is meeting, and lives are being changed there. Our kids being taught Jesus on their level. Tonight, that building is going to be just filled with students who are hungry to change the world. Guys, what you give makes a difference. I mean, we're setting in proof of it today, all right? And so I just encourage you to take that step and watch God be faithful. I'm going to pray, and as you give today, Dana's going to come and share a few things with you. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would take this offering and bless it. God, I thank you that you have shown yourself faithful. And Father, I pray that you would take what's given today and you use it, God, to heal hurting people, to help broken people. God, that, that, that people who don't know Jesus would come to, to say yes to you, that, that, God, new churches would be started, God, not only in this community, but around the world, that, that we would be able to love and serve families because of what's given today, whether it's here, whether it's online. God, you take what's given and you always do more because you're faithful. So God, bless this offering and bless the one that gives. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys give as God leads. Hey, Dana's going to share a few things with you, but I would love to connect with you guys, if I've never met you, at the Next Step area after church today. Dana's going to tell you first about being really slow and patient in the parking lot.
1: just be loud enough that I don't need this microphone in here. Um, So next Sunday is Easter in case you haven't heard. So there is two services. So you can come to the 930 service or you can come to the 11 service. Mark was talking about God calling us to be fishers of men. Send an invite out this week. There is a few of these cards still laying on tables out there and laying at the welcome area. Pick a couple of these up, leave them somewhere this week, share them with somebody, share a post on Facebook, send a message, invite somebody to come and sit with you next week at one of these services, and pick whichever service that the most people will come with you to, because that is what we were called to do, to be um, to be followers that's going to try to build up disciples. and. Bring people to know Jesus. So, another thing, there is a lot of new faces in here today. I would encourage you to go to the welcome area. They have a free gift for you. Mark's going to be out there. If you have any questions or you want to know anything, that is the place to go. Please be patient in the parking lot. This is new to us and it's new to those guys out there too. Um, But if you've not looked at everything in here yet, take a few minutes, go check out the kids area, check out the coffee area. It's awesome. Just hang out with everybody um, and just walk around and socialize and fellowship. And um, I think that's it. You guys are dismissed.